Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Another But Sports with Ken Sterling for Friday, December 13th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call Dr. Mike O'Neill. Finally make an appointment, would you, to see the best dentist in the world. 317-849-2933. And I want to remind you that, oops, the art of learning from mistakes and adventures that I wrote. It's available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and Goodreads.com. Order it today. It makes a great stocking stuffer. It'll be there before Christmas. How about that? Uh, Let's talk about sports. You've got Indiana taking on Nebraska tonight. Indiana's going to win that game. Are they going to be able to cover the 18 or 19 points? I think that that, that's a crapshoot. If you bet on Indiana to cover a number that large, I think you got a problem. All right, Pacers at Atlanta. I think the Pacers win this game. Pacers playing really good basketball right now. Most entertaining NBA game I've seen in person in the last five years. Played the other night. Pacers and the Celtics. It was great. I love the way this team operates. I love the vibe of this team. They're all on the same end, pulling the rope. That game, 7.30 tonight on Fox Sports Indiana. The Indiana game, that's going to be on BTN. Butler plays tomorrow at Henkel Fieldhouse against Southern. We caught up with Lavelle Jordan a little bit earlier today. Butler coming off a tough loss at Baylor. The game started late. The kids got home late. Nine o'clock games, I think they're punitive. Anyway, we talked to Lavelle Jordan, the coach at Butler, about that and about the game tomorrow afternoon against Southern at Henkel Fieldhouse. How do you guys handle that? How do you handle the recovery time after a road trip like that, a weeknight road trip? Yeah, it's tough on it's tough uh, on everybody. You know, we probably arrived back to Hinkle at about two thirty. Uh, so then, obviously, guys that have class the next day, we had a couple guys. I think three guys with eight o'clock eight o'clock classes, and uh, a couple more with nine o'clock classes. And you, know, you can't write them a note. And now uh, we expect them to be there. Um, so that's you know that's a tough part for them. And then you spend most of the day. Wednesday was off, you know, for obvious reasons. So. Some of them got naps in during the day and tried to recover as best as possible before. What do you think about those 9 o'clock games? I don't like 9 o'clock games. Do you like them? Not, yeah, I like when we win them. Um, but they're, they're difficult during the week with class schedules, no question. I don't care whether it's home or away. 
uh, when you're the away team. You know, you're making a decision on staying in the town that night, which means you're going to miss class the next day or traveling back, arriving at the wee hours of the morning and having to get up to go to class the next day. So, uh, you know, those are decisions you make when you're looking at the schedule and how we're going to travel and reasons why we're fortunate that we can hop on a charter and be back that night, you know, in the morning so they can make it to class. In the midst of of all of these all of these games against tough opponents, you got Southern tomorrow, and no disrespect to Southern, but how do you get these guys' attention to focus on that game in the same way you would the others? We don't focus on it; we focus on us. I think that's the um, you know that's what we talk about as much. We're learning a lot more about them today and, and go through you know how to attack them and what their uh, game plan. But yesterday's practice was all about being the best version of Butler we can be and getting better and improving things we need to improve on offensively, defensively. Uh, skill development is a huge focal point right now um, because, you know, guys are, you know, everybody's has to improve uh, different areas, different things. And so uh, being a developmental program, keeping our ladder on the Butler wall and knowing if we stay sound in our principles and play Butler basketball, um, we'll cover what we need to cover between today and tomorrow about, about the opponent. That's LaValle Jordan talking about the Butler Southern game. That game tomorrow noon at Hinkle Fieldhouse. I cannot wait to be there and see the Butler Bulldogs love the way that they play. They embody the Butler way, as you would guess. What do you think? Southern is going to embody the Butler way? No. Butler, as always, will embody the Butler way. Let's bring in Harry to ask some questions today. Terry live from Chicago. How you doing, Harry? All right, Canoran. Happy Friday to you, live from Will's Northwoods Inn on the corner of Racine and Nelson on the north side of Chicago, just five blocks south of the friendly confine of Wrigleyville. Dutchie and I drinking gin and tonics out of hawker shore glasses. <laughs> I'll take another barkeep. All right. At any rate, let's get right to the questions. Dutchie, don't touch my toes. I'm wearing open, open-toed shoes, Cadillac. Kind of sandals, for goodness sake. What a day up here on the north side. It might be colder than hell outside, but inside Wills, it's always toasty warm. Hey, before we get to the real questions, the one through five, I want to ask you, Ganilras, hey, I, you got the kids on campus who are going through finals. Is it hard to keep focused on the athletics, or is it hard to keep focused on the academics? How tough is is this for a kid to stay focused on finals and basketball? Harry, instead of me answering, how about this? How about we ask the great Jordan Tucker of the Butler Bulldogs? We have a lot of help, uh, time management. Uh, coaches work with us with our schedule and everything. And we have like communication with our teachers, so it's actually pretty so easy. finals are no big one. No, we don't have any games the whole week until we play Purdue after the Southern game. So we'll have a whole week to study and get our stuff done. Okay, number one, why are Indiana University basketball fans so hard to please? Great question, Harry. You know, from the outside looking in, 
it seems like Indiana fans are crazy people, psychotics, nuts, and and so uh, eager to hold that program to expectations that it cannot possibly meet, that it just doesn't make sense. But here's the thing about Indiana basketball and Indiana basketball fans is they come from a heritage where improvement was always the thing. The Indiana under Bob Knight was always a process oriented program. Okay, so during November and December, you saw those things that the team needed to correct in order to be successful in January, February and March. So this is kind of the heritage of Indiana basketball to look at it and say, you know what, you got to get better here. Joey Brunk's got to be more aggressive in the block like he was uh, the other night against UConn during that minute 48 where he scored seven points. He needs to be that guy, really, really aggressive. Devontae Green has got to be a guy who takes good care of the basketball. The Hoosiers, they cannot make vertical entry passes. Their defense on out-of-bounds underneath plays has got to improve. This is what Indiana has always been. Bob Knight would tell us these things as he watched his team play early on prior to the Big Ten season. Then in the Big Ten season, it's really mostly about winning and losing. But prior to the Big Ten season, it's about improvement. And in order to improve, you've got to be cognizant of those areas of weakness. That's kind of what being an Indiana basketball fan, it's identifying weakness and then watching them get better throughout the season. Hopefully, Archie Miller is the kind of coach who's going to be able to teach, who's going to be able to instill positive work habits and basketball knowledge and acumen in his roster. And if he is, the team's going to keep improving, and people from Indiana are going to be very, very happy with those improvements, and they're going to see wins come as a result. If not, if they're the same team in early March that they are in December, if they're playing the same style and the same quality of basketball on March 4th as they did you know, on December 10th or 11th or whatever, this is not going to work for Indiana fans. They are very cognizant of improvement and the kind of improvements that need to be made. So while on the outside it looks like Indiana fans are a bunch of psychotics, they're not. They just know what part of the year it is, what time of the year, and they know what to look for this time of the year, or at least that's their heritage and that's what they've been taught. They sound like a bunch of kooks, Cadillac. <laughs> Get over yourself. Watch the game and enjoy, would you? All right, number two. Can the Colts still make the playoffs? Can they? Mathematically, they could. It's really, really unlikely. The Colts right now are 6-7, and seven, and the two teams ahead of them in the division are both 8-5. Um, and five. Those teams, the Titans and the Texans, they play each other twice over the last two weeks. So while you're going to have two losses among those two teams, you're also going to have two wins. And that makes it almost impossible. If they split those two games, the Colts are on the outside looking in. The Colts right now, they're not healthy. They're not firing on all cylinders. The offense, it's not broken, but it's not great. The defense is playing better. They forced four turnovers last weekend and still lost the game to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, another team that is really unlikely to qualify for the postseason. The Colts aren't in a good position right now this season. They've got to find a way to get healthier. They've got to find a way to build some more depth with the weaponry. You're down right now. If if Hilton plays, he's not going to be 100%. You don't have Devin Funches. You've got Paris Campbell, who just went on IR after being back for a week. You've got Chester Rogers on IR. 
you've got Marlon Mack, who's hurt as often as he's not. This is a team without a lot of weapons and with a mediocre quarterback among the starters. So that's not to disparage Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett is a good football player. He was an excellent backup. He's a mediocre starter, at least the way it stands now. You look at the stats, and he ranks 16th, 17th, 15th, depending upon what area of statistics you're looking at, whether it's completion percentage or passer rating or QBR or whatever. He's right in the middle of the pack of the NFL starters. So he's not a bad starter, but he's not a great starter. And he's certainly not an elite-level starter, and he doesn't have the potential to become an elite-level starter. What he is is mediocre. And with a mediocre quarterback and a lack of weaponry and a really young defense, you got a problem. And they're going to have a problem Monday night because the New Orleans Saints have loads of weapons. Drew Brees, Jared Cook, Alvin Kamara, right, Michael Thomas, the most prolific and most efficient wide receiver this season – perhaps, than any receiver in the history of the NFL during a single season. So the Colts have got their hands full Monday night. Obviously, in order to have any chance to go to the playoffs whatsoever, they're going to have to win out. That seems exceptionally unlikely. And and a bunch of teams in the AFC are going to have to lose a lot of games in order for the Colts to get there. The Colts, they're going to have to go in as a wild card, and to go in as a wild card, you're going to have to have the Texans or the Titans sweep against each other, and then a lot of really, really good things happen with other teams who stand ready to be a wild card, that last wild card, because the first one is completely out of reach for the Colts as it stands right now. Sounds like a long shot. <laughs> But I'm a long shot myself. Right, Dutchie? Hey, make up your own jokes, all right? Dutchie, get off my long shot, would ya? <laughs> oh, what a day. Number three, how much better will the Pacers be with Victor Oladipo back in action? They can be better. I don't know that they will be. It stands to reason that they will be, right? Because Victor Oladipo is an all-star. And Victor Oladipo is a really, really good defensive basketball player. But what Vic is going to have to do is understand that he's a part of an offensive unit. He is not the offensive linchpin. He can't shoot the ball more than 15 times and have the Pacers be successful, or at least that was the case last year and the year before prior to him getting injured. He's going to have to come back 100%. And when he does, he's going to have to function within that unit on the offensive end. He does those two things, and the Pacers get a lot better, not just because Victor Oladipo is going to be in the starting lineup, but because Jeremy Lamb is then going to move to the second unit. Lamb, not a bad defender, but a really good guy where it comes to getting buckets. He can hunt shots, he can find shots, and he can make shots, and that makes the second unit for the Pacers, improved over what they have been. So not only does Vic make them better, but Jeremy also makes them better in sliding over to the second unit. The tough part of this deal for Nate McMillan is where do the minutes come from? Because T.J. McConnell has been really, really good. He's been a difference maker with the second unit, but so is Aaron Holiday. So how in the world do you then distribute minutes throughout all those players if everyone stays healthy? It's going to be really difficult. That's going to be a tough area, a, a tough challenge for uh, Nate McMillan and this team. You're going to have to have some guys 
who, who sacrifice their individuality for the good of the whole. And if, if Nate can get there with these guys and his staff can get there with this group, they got a chance to be really good. Not as good as the Milwaukee Bucks, but they could be the second-best team in the East, and that's what we said before the season started. If they could be the third seed, the fourth seed in the East, and they got a chance to do that with Victor Oladipo coming back sooner rather than later, you know what? This season is a success, and you can see this team moving forward and evolving toward maybe some championship-level basketball. Oh, that's going to be interesting, Nate McMillan. He's going to have some decisions to make. Number four, which Indiana team has the best chance to go to the Final Four? Purdue, Butler, or Indiana? It's a great question. I, I, you know, I hem and haw about this because I love to watch Butler play, but I don't think they've got anybody good enough to kind of get them over the hump and win four games in the NCAA tournament. I, I don't think that Purdue has a guy who can kind of lift them like Carson Edwards did last year. Kamar Baldwin's good for Butler, but is he good enough to be able to, you know, if they get on a roll, carry a team with some late-game heroics into the Final Four? At this point, you're not really sure whether Butler is going to be a tournament team, and you're not sure about that with Purdue, and you're really not sure about that with Indiana. All three of these teams have a lot to prove. Right now, according to Ken Palm, you've got Purdue ranked number 6, Butler ranked number 11, Indiana 27th. Indiana 9-1 and one with wins over UConn and Florida State that are meaningful and a loss to Wisconsin at Wisconsin. They've got Nebraska tonight. They have to win that game. Then they have to beat Notre Dame next weekend, and I think they have to beat Arkansas. And so you look at that and you say, all right, there's a team that's won, what would that be, 12 of 13? That's pretty damn good. That's all right, but let's see what they do in the Big Ten. Uh, They don't have a dynamic playmaker who's good enough to offset the error-proneness of this roster. All right, they're going to have to learn some things, like we mentioned in the answer to uh, the first question. You can't make vertical entries. That's elementary basketball, and Indiana continues to do that kind of thing. And that's maddening to Indiana fans. I'm sure it's maddening to the coaching staff at Indiana as well. Uh, Butler is, you know, it, it's got that, that team thing. And, and if the bigs for Butler, if Bry- the Bryces, right, Bryce Golden and Bryce Enzi, can figure it out, and, and that team can come together, and you can get a guy like Jordan Tucker to really become a part of what makes this team function well, you've got a chance to be a really good team. I, I would be disappointed if Butler doesn't finish in the top five of the Big East, but I don't know whether that means that Butler could go to a Final Four. I mean, you've got to kind of catch lightning in a bottle. You win a game in overtime, you win a game late, and all of a sudden... Maybe you're in the Elite Eight. Is Butler good enough to do that? We'll see. And then Purdue. Purdue's really interesting. You know, Purdue's got guys. Purdue, they defend at a really high level. And that number six ranking at Ken Palm really underscores the way uh, Purdue defends its opponents. Can they make enough buckets to beat teams? Can they play in the NCAA tournament on a neutral court against a top 10 team and win games? That's going to answer that question. I really don't think that any of these teams, there is not a likelihood for any 
to go to the Final Four because these young teams, teams like Kentucky and Duke and Kansas with freshmen who are maybe one-and-done types, they are going to get better and better and better as the season goes on, and they're going to be tough to beat come March. I don't think any of them are going to the Final Four. And number five, let's talk Cubs baseball. Should the Cubs deal Chris Bryant, and for that matter, should they deal Anthony Rizzo or Javi Baez or Wilson Contreras? I do not think that you trade Chris Bryant and this media-driven nonsense about the Cubs. Well, they can't afford all these guys. They can't afford Chris Bryant, and they can't afford uh, uh, Wilson Contreras and Anthony Rizzo and Javi Baez. They can't afford all four. So they could sign Baez to an extension and maybe one other, but they're going to have to let two of the others go, and they're going to have to get something in return. So they're going to make trades because they've they Theo got him into some bad contracts like the one with Hayward. So you're going to have to make some sacrifices. Why? Why do they have to make sacrifices? Why do they have to trade a guy like Chris Bryant? Because they're not going to be able to afford him when he's a free agent. They're not going to be able to afford what he would cost as a guy a year away from entering free agency if he decided that it was in his best interest to negotiate an extension. Why? Why can't the Cubs afford that? Hey, you know what, Tom Ricketts? If you can't afford to play at the men's table then give your chips to somebody who can, for God's sake. The Cubs are nauseating to me. This, this, the Chicago media and the way they swallow the narrative that's being fed to them by the Chicago Cubs, I think it's just awful. And it's a, it's a discredit to the history of journalism in Chicago that Chicago sports media isn't a little bit more cynical about Tom Ricketts than this and Crane Kenny than this. All right? Of course they can pay Chris Bryant, and they should. Of course. He's one of the best players in the game. He is consistent as hell. He's not a guy who hits 321 year and 210 the next. He's not. He is 285, 280, 282, 278 with, uh, you know, prorated for a 162-game season, right around 30 home runs and a bunch of RBIs and a whole lot of runs scored. And he plays a relatively decent defensive third base. He keeps his mouth shut, and he just wins. He is a part of the reason that team won a World Series. He can be part of a reason that they win another one. And to trade him for a bunch of good, when you trade great, one great piece for three good pieces, you know what happens? You get mediocre really, really quickly because the three good pieces do not aggregate to equal one great piece. That's not the way it's played. That's not even the money ball way it's played. You can think about those things and runs created as a goal. You can do that. But if you get three guys who come back for the one guy and you say, well, the three guys add up to the one guy, well, hell's bells, they also add up to about 1,500 plate appearances, you boobs. So, no, Chris Bryant has got to stay as a foundational piece of, of this franchise, Anthony Rizzo has got to stay. Wilson Contreras, my God, how many catchers are there that combine the defensive and offensive toolbox, right, as a Wilson Contreras? That maybe five? What are the odds you're going to get another guy like that? Zero. You're going to have to pay more on the way back to 
aggregate those traits that Wilson Contreras has or or to have a catcher who embodies those and represents those statistics. Absolutely ridiculous. Dig into your pocket, write checks, and let's go. I am tight in Ricketts saying, you know, well, we spent a lot on the expansion. We spent a lot upgrading Wrigley Field. Those those expenses were not expenses. They were investments. And those investments are going to pay off huge over time. What Ricketts has done is expanded the footprint around Wrigley Field into areas that he can also monetize. All right, building a hotel and, and developing Gallagher Park or Way or whatever the hell that is and buying the buildings that surround Wrigley uh, on Waveland and Sheffield, that's not an expense. That's an investment for the love of God. That's a reason you should be able to spend more on guys, not less for the love of Pete. Anyway, that just drives me nuts. No, they can sign him. They should sign him. They should not trade him unless, I'll end with this caveat, they can get a bounty back. If you can get a bunch back, go ahead and deal. If you can get like four A to B level prospects, two A's, two B's, and and get that for Chris Bryant, then absolutely go ahead and do that. If you can't, if you can't get a bounty that exceeds what you're sending, then don't do it. Does that make sense? Open the checkbook, Ricketts, you cheap bastard. Come on. Hey, Ganilras, have a great weekend. Wonderful to spend some time with you. As always, have a great weekend. And no matter where you are, remember, it's always baseball season in Chicago and always basketball season in Indiana. All right, that's sports and other but sports. Thank you, Harry, as always. Uh, you know what? Beautiful weekend coming up. Indiana and Nebraska tonight, as we discussed. Pacers at Atlanta tonight. Tomorrow at noon, Butler against Southern at Hinkle Fieldhouse. You've got Purdue traveling to Nebraska on Sunday. Colts play Monday night. Uh, Pacers host Charlotte here at uh, Bankers Life Fieldhouse that game Sunday late afternoon. Let's go. This is a great time to be alive and watching sports in central Indiana. Coming up Monday, Breakfast with Kent. That at 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, 8.15-ish on Periscope Live, which is accessible at Twitter. And you know what? you got to read something on the crapper, right? There is nothing better for crapper reading than oops. Oops while you poops. How about that? The Art of Learning from Mistakes and Adventures. I wrote it. It's available on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, uh, Goodreads.com as well. Just go to one of those sites and search Oops Kent or Oops Sterling, and up it'll pop. Buy it, enjoy it, and uh, if you like reading about uh, the mistakes and foibles of others, this is right up your alley. We'll talk to you Monday morning, all brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry, 317-849-2933. Join me. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.